Hello everybody and welcome to the Sports News Weekly Podcast. I'm your host, Alex Adams, and we're going to talk some sports this week. Now first, I want to apologize for the break. Um, I posted the first video just over a month ago, and I haven't posted since. Um, I had COVID for, for, for a week or so, and then we went on a family trip to on a cruise to Cozumel and then I've been so engrossed with my finals but those are finally over so we are hopefully back to making them weekly I thank you all for your patience and let's get right into the action now for the week um, in the NFL the Falcons let's start with the Falcons uh, they lost to the Buccaneers um, Ritter continues to show flashes of brilliance, but he hasn't put together a fully consistent game. Um, one of his first passes, he, it was a screenplay to B. John Robinson, and he actually turned his back to the play, which is something that you should never do as a quarterback. Um, and it was picked off by Carlton Davis, set up the Buccaneers for a freak seven points pretty much and then the second mistake egregiously that I saw was was a play action pass on it like a seven yard line um, it was about an eight step drop so we were sending a solid yard into the end zone and then the free safety comes on a blitz and just gets around Keith Smith the fullback blocker and forces a fumble for the eventual safety. Um, those were pretty much free nine points gifted to the Buccaneers by Ritter in an eventual four-point loss, 29 to 25. Um, Arthur Smith has not really helped Ritter develop, though. Um, a lot of the past concepts he calls are very elementary. They are. I mean, they don't allow Raider to do anything. Um, so, like, on the play-action pass, I mean, you don't call an eight-step drop on your own seven-yard line. You can't do that. Um, but Ritter also has to know that if the play's not there, you just gotta chuck it out of bounds. Um, <clears throat> unfortunately, that, that game was for first place in the NFC South. Um, the Falcons fall to second, while the Bucks rise up to first as a result of the common opponent's tiebreaker, since both teams are now 3-1 in the division. Um, other sports, other NFL news for the week, uh, the Bears actually pretty much dismantled the Lions. Um, that was a shock to me. Um, the Bears are not great this year and yet they still have a chance to play off which is kind of stupid to say um but they 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 handled the Lions at home 28 to 13 uh Justin Fields continues to develop as a passer he is making a case that he should be the Bears starting quarterback next year although if the Bears land the number one pick via Carolina's trade last year with the Bears to get number one 
I don't see the Bears keeping Justin Fields if they can just restart that eventual rookie clock for another five years. Um, Cincinnati was playing the Colts at home, and Jake Browning continues to look like the, the Bengals' backup quarterback of the future. Uh, he completely dismantled the Colts' defense. Throwing for, I believe, two or three touchdowns in an eventual 34-14 win. And puts the Bengals right back in the thick of the wild card. After everyone had left them for dead. After the after the Joe Burrow injury. Um, the Jets, in a game that I believe was scoreless at halftime... The Jets come out in the second half and drop a 30-burger on the Houston Texans. That's right, 30 points in one half with a quarterback named Zach Wilson. I'll let that sink in for a minute. <laughs> um, yeah, 30-6, to six, New York, the Jets won. Um, perhaps more surprising was that it looks like the Steelers may not get to 500 this year which would be significant because Mike Tomlin has gone 500 or better in every season since he started with the Steelers. Uh, the Steelers lost at home to the New England Patriots, who for like two or three games couldn't score on anybody, and then just dropped 21 points on the Pittsburgh defense, which 21 points isn't that impressive, but for the Patriots it's very impressive. After not scoring above seven points in two game, games and losing. Um, and, and, the apps, and then in the game of the year, uh, Minnesota found a way to beat Las Vegas on the road with a, with an absolutely riveting final score of three to zero. Now, looking at some of the team stats, um, there were seven points in the first. The first half alone. And then there were another... There were another nine punts in the second half. So the teams combined for 16 punts. Yeah, quite, quite the boring game. The Vikings won on a field goal with about... With about two minutes left in the game, the Vikings won three to zero. And now moving on to some of the later in the day games, uh, the 49ers continue to just roll. Uh, they have now won five straight games after they they actually scored a touchdown in every single quarter and <clears throat> beating the Seahawks twenty eight to sixteen. And now the Niners actually lead the league. 
they would be the number one overall seed in in the league above the Ravens and the Cowboys due to those tiebreakers. They have already beat the Cowboys, and there are some there are some interesting tiebreakers with the Ravens. But for right now, the the Niners hold the number one seed overall, which is pretty significant for them. Good job. Um, the Bills go into Arrowhead and shock the Chiefs. Now, let's talk about this for a second. So, on a fourth down, or not on a fourth down, on a second down, Mahomes completes a pass to Travis Kelsey, who then laterals it for a touchdown to one of his teammates. But the play was called back for an offensive offsides. Kadarius Toney lined up in the neutral zone. Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes were at were livid after this call. They went on blast for the rest. Mahomes had a full meltdown. And watching the replay, it Kadarius Tony is pretty egregiously offsides. He's offsides by about six inches. And honestly, I don't know what Mahomes and Reid are arguing about. It's pretty obvious. I'm not gonna lie. But, I mean, this is, this is what happens to teams when they lose. I mean, they they go on these tirades, and unfortunately, it makes them look like babies. Um, and in a statement game for the lead in the NFC East, the Cowboys at home stomp the Eagles 33-13. to in a game that the Cowboys, it was a proven game for the Cowboys. I mean, they got beat pretty good by the Eagles in the first meeting. And they absolutely returned the favor to the Eagles in this meeting. Which gave the Niners the number one, over, the number one overall seed. As for the Monday games, uh, the Titans upset the Dolphins 28-27. to um, Tyreek Hill left the game with an ankle injury, but he eventually came back. But this game was just more about Miami's run game, which gained 150 yards-ish. Um, Watua had about 200, 200 yards scoreless, uh, completed about half of his passes, as Tennessee just dared Miami to beat them with a run game. And it almost worked, but um, it came up just short for the Dolphins, unfortunately. And then in the other game, the Giants actually upset the Packers 24-22. Um, to um, Again, Tommy DeVito is just an absolute godsend for the Giants. <laughs> um, after Daniel Jones went down. After Danny Dimes went down with the with the torn ACL in early November, and Tyrod Taylor had to leave one of his games due to injury, Tommy DeVito comes in, and has actually won three starts in a row. Um, something the Falcons can't say they've done in about three years, um, which quite unfortunate, but whatever. Not neither here nor there. 
Um, but yeah, the the Giants throw themselves back into the uh, NFC playoff picture. We'll see if they can make a run for it. Coming up on the stretch run, four games left in the season. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see because a lot of these NFC teams are pretty mid, apart from our top. Apart from our top contenders, um, obviously the 49ers, Cowboys, and Eagles all sitting up there with I with 10 and 3 records. Um, and then you have teams like the Falcons, Saints, and Buccaneers all sitting at 6 and 7 for the lead in the NFC South. <clears throat> so we will see how that goes. Um, On to the MLB. Um, Big news broke, I believe it was Sunday that it broke, um, Shohei Otani signs with the Dodgers as we all expected, um, however, what wasn't expected was the 10 years, $700 million that he got, uh, $70 million annual, annual value for the contract, um, However, news broke about probably 4 or 5 o'clock yesterday that Shohei will be deferring $680 million of that $700 million guaranteed until after his contract is up. So he'll be getting that in payments from 2034 to, I believe, 2045. Um no interest on those payments, so he will, will be getting $68 million a year over those 10 years. Um, what this allowed the Dodgers to do is pretty much just shine Sohei Otani plus someone else if they wanted to, so they could go after Yoshinabu Yamamoto out of the Japan League. Uh, he's projected to get two $300 million dollars. Um, which would allow the Dodgers rotation to set up Walker Bueller once he comes back from Tommy John surgery and Yamamoto to be the top two with Shohei being a pitcher and a hitter in 2025 should they desire uh, you would have an absolutely lethal top three rotation of Yamamoto, Bueller, and Otani, and an absolutely disgusting top five um, of, in some order, Mookie Betts, Shohei Otani, Fred, Freddie Freeman, Will Smith, and Max Muncy. You do. Podcast. Podcast. Um. That's my dad. Um, just saying hi. Um, but yeah, so absolutely disgusting top five of <clears throat> Mookie Bat, Shohei Otani, Freddie Freeman, Will Smith, and Max Muncy. With the bottom of the order still being very good James Altman, Gavin Lux, Chris Taylor, Jason Hayward, names like those. Um, but yeah, so that was big news out of the MLB. Uh, the Braves, it broke early last week or late 
late the week before that they traded for Jared Kelenic of the Seattle Mariners. Um, the players they gave up, one of them was Jackson Kawar. Um, I can't remember the other guy's name, but I wish them both the best in the future. Um, I watched I watched Kalinic with the Mariners a little bit since he got traded to Atlanta, and he looks very good. Um, improve. One thing I've noticed is that he needs to improve his plate discipline. He seems to swing and miss a lot, but he has a lot of home runs. Um, he's about probably 250, 260 average hitter. Um, with about 15 to 25 home runs a year. Um, and he will probably play left field, although I can see a scenario where Grisham and Kalinick platoon there for a little bit. Um, love you. I'll probably be gone once y'all get back, so. You too. And so that was the MLB um, <clears throat> Juan Soto got traded to the Yankees in a massive deal that, that I believe moved Trent Grisham also to the Yankees in a five-player deal. Um, now the Yankees have both Juan Soto and Aaron Judge, which looks a little bit scary, I'm not going to lie. Um, having those two back-to-back -back will strike fear into anybody. Um, although the Yankees need to be able to protect them a little bit so that they don't just get walked every single time. Um, because honestly, until the Yankees prove otherwise, I would just walk those two and force someone else to beat me. Cleveland Torres, CJ LeMayhew, um any of those names <clears throat> they don't strike fear in a, in a team like Shohei like not Shohei um, like Juan Soto and Aaron Judge too and so yeah we're uh, the winter meetings just ended so we're now waiting on more deals to come through um, I assume we'll get more before Christmas and then a lot after the new year. Uh, moving on to the to college football, um, the transfer portal opened the day after the championship games, <clears throat> and I believe at one point there were around three thousand names in the transfer portal. Um, quite unfortunate for teams. Who are trying to keep their guys in house, trying to build, trying to establish a culture. Um, hard to establish one when you have everybody transferring out. Um, as for where Georgia's going, they are going to the Orange Bowl to play FSU. Um, they lost to Alabama last Saturday, or two Saturdays ago. Uh, 27 to 24. Uh, Georgia really didn't play well enough to win that game. 
Uh, there were some calls that went against Georgia, but um, Georgia really just kind of looked sluggish throughout most of that game. Um, and it's unfortunate how it happened. Um, <clears throat> Georgia really seemed to be missing that space eater in the middle. Uh, for the past few years, they've had Jordan Davis, Jalen Carter to be that space eater in the middle. But this year, they really didn't have that. Um, and so, unfortunately, that let that that contributed to Georgia's loss to Alabama in the SEC championship, and led to them getting left out in favor of Texas and Alabama. Um, FSU went undefeated and got left out, which has raised all kinds of conspiracy theories about the committee that they only care about ES what ESPN says, ESPN paid them, um, things like that. Um, I really just think it was kind of a money thing. Uh, nobody would watch a Michigan Florida State game because Florida State's without their quarterback and their quarterback is most of their offense. Um, so that's that's kind of what happened there. Unfortunately, Florida is looking like they're going to try and sue the committee or the CFP or the NCAA. Um, that probably won't get anywhere. But we'll see where that goes. Uh, Florida State is also talking about leaving the ACC for the Big Ten. Uh, news on that could break as soon as the end of the month. Um, so stay tuned for that. Uh, we, I will keep you updated as updates come out about that. Um, it broke about an hour ago as well that uh, former Duke quarterback Riley Leonard uh, transferred to Notre Dame. Uh, this is actually the second straight year Notre Dame has gone after an ACC quarterback. Um, as we, as most people are aware, uh, Sam Hartman transferred to Notre Dame from Wake Forest last year, uh, led Notre Dame to to nine to a nine and three record. Uh, not really what most Notre Dame fans were expecting, um, but a respectable year, nonetheless. Uh, Riley, um, Drake May, the UNC quarterback, who might go number one overall. Between him and Caleb Williams, really, um, he is skipping his bowl game. Uh, he will be entering the NFL draft. Um, good for him. Go get that money, son. Um, but yes, um, we will probably see a lot of this as, or since teams are eliminated from the playoff hunt, they will probably set out. A lot of players will set out their bowl if they are a high draft pick, just to make sure they don't get injured um, in the bowl game and lose draft stock. Um, <clears throat> same thing happened to Sam Hartman. He, opt out, he opted out of the bowl to start, to, uh, to start draft prep. Um, and then in the awards category, uh, Brock Bowers, the, the Georgia tight end, won the Mackey Award for the second year in a row. Uh, 
um, should be third, but that's neither here nor there. Um, he is the first tight end in history of college football to win the award twice in a row. Um, and then Lad McConkie won the Warful Award, which is given to the nation's most outstanding, um, like the community service person. Um, sort of like the Walter Payton Man of the Year Award in the NFL. And then in the Heisman voting, uh, LSU's Jaden Daniels won that. Um, there were some question marks about the win-loss thing, but, I mean, Jaden Daniels was the best player in college football last year. For this past season, um, it would have been a travesty for it to go to anyone else when Jaden Daniels had the season he had. Um, and yeah, we'll kind of see how the playoff plays out. Um, Michigan's number one, Washington's number two, Texas is number three, and Alabama's number four. Um, Michigan and Alabama will be playing in the Rose Bowl, and then Washington and Michigan, or Washington and Texas will be in the Sugar Bowl. Um, we'll see how it plays out. Um, it's going to be two very, very good games. Uh, you've got Michigan with that great defense and great running game with a bit of a game manager at quarterback against Alabama, who has pretty much the second coming of Lamar Jackson, who is improving each and every game. Going up against that Michigan defense will be very fun. And then you've got Washington and Texas, who are two teams that are probably both going to combine for around 50 points, if I had to guess. Or both, they're both probably going to score 50 points, if I had to guess. It's probably going to be uh, like last year's Michigan-TCU game, where it's just team score every minute and a half or minute. Um, I don't see that game ending with either team having a score below 40. Um, in fact, if if it uh, if it does, I will be very shocked. Um, and yeah, we'll see what happens with recruiting and stuff. Uh, Georgia is still, I believe, number one, number two, number three in the nation, as they usually are. Um... Dylan Raiola is one of Georgia's top targets. Looks like he may be wavering in his commitment. Nebraska is still trying to get him. Um, we will see how that goes. A hometown, or not hometown kick, because he transferred in from, I believe, Los Angeles. Um, he is a Buford, Buford County kid. Um, he looks absolutely like a stud. Um, if Georgia can keep him, that would go a long way. And Georgia's recruiting class. Um, but obviously he probably won't play his first year. Um, and yeah, that's about it for the the NFL, NBA, and, and college football. Which means that it is about it for me. Um, I thank you all for listening to my podcast. I know it's a little bit longer than usual, um, but I've enjoyed talking to y'all. Um, 
If y'all have any suggestions, um, drop them in my, in the, like, just DM me. Um, my Instagram is, I believe, it's strikeralex25. Um, let me make sure on that before I give y'all the wrong account handle. Uh, yes, striker, so S-T-R-I-K-E-R. Striker Alex twenty five is my Instagram handle. Um, I will have a question up. I will put a question up all week about what people want to see as part of the podcast. Um, do note that I do not know everything about sports, so I will have to research it a little bit. If you put something I'm unfamiliar with. Um, I really do enjoy NBA, NFL, um, college football, and MLB. Um, if you um, if you put sports outside of that, I will do my own research on it. Uh, no promises I will pronounce any player's or team's name right. Um, but if you want me to talk about Premier League, um, the upcoming World Cup that's going to be in, that has a joint in America, Canada, and Mexico. I'll talk about that. Um, I'll talk about anything I want to hear. So just drop it down below. Um, again, the question will be up on my Instagram, strikeralex25. Um, put it there. Uh, DM me if you want to see something. Um, you can always DM me your suggestions um, or put them in the poll. It doesn't matter to me. Uh, but yeah, that's it for me. Uh, y'all have a great week. And I will see y'all on the flip side.